mindfulness mode. It reduces mind wandering, it boosts concentration, it reduces anxiety in 10 minutes, it increases IQ, it increases executive function, it improves working memory, it improves sociability, it increases pain tolerance, reduces migraines. Welcome to Mindfulness Mode, and here's Michael Levitt from episode number 319. He is the host of Breakfast Leadership. Congratulations, Bruce, on hitting the half-decade mark for your show. Your show's been instrumental to so many lives, and at the time of a pandemic, I can't imagine a better show than yours to be shared with the podcast community and society. So many people right now are going through some significant challenges, and those that are navigating this pandemic better than others Mindfulness is definitely in their tool bag. I know it is for me, and it's made this pandemic easier to navigate. Now, it's not easy. No one is having an easy time with this. But at the end of the day, learning how to navigate through life's challenges, through the techniques that you talk about on your show and with your guests, are making a huge difference in my life and the lives of so many. So again, congratulations on the five-year mark, and over 500 episodes. That's a lot of interviews, my friend. All the best. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode on nootropics. Mindful Tribe, you've probably heard of ways to enhance your memory or enhance your performance or enhance what you're trying to achieve in life. And one of those ways is nootropics. Now, I have one of the world's experts on nootropics and he's uh, written a tremendous amount on this topic and he's the author of head first he's the founder of the nootropics expert website and that is simply nootropicsexpert.com you have to know that it's spelled n-o-o-t-r-o-p-i-c-s NootropicsExpert.com. So he's with me today and he has quite a story. He had some real challenges about focusing and challenges with his health and he simply wanted to find a natural way to treat these problems and these issues. And he started digging in. He started researching and exploring and looking for what was out there that could help him. What was legal? What was helpful? What was not going to be harmful in any way? And he tried all kinds of supplements and different dosages. And he even tried different lifestyle changes until he found personally what worked best for him. So Mindful Tribe, I'm here with David Tolman. So David, are you in mindfulness mode today? I'm always in mindfulness mode, Bruce. That's great. Well, I'm so <laughs> fascinated to dig into this world of nootropics because what I was saying to you before we hit record was there seem to be so many misconceptions about there this are. topic that, that oh, this must be illegal drugs or this must be something like LSD or whatever. So let's, first of all, I want to know what mindfulness means to you, but then let's dig into this whole topic of nootropics. So what does mindfulness mean to you, David? I guess living in the present moment and having a quiet mind, mm -hmm. which is how I live my life. And you come across that way, that you're very grounded and focused. 
And let's talk about nootropics and how they help you to be grounded and focused. Okay. My, my journey started 12 years ago, 13 years ago. No, it started during when I got into my early 20s. And I found that all of my adult life, I was having problems with focus. And I've lived in various countries and worked in various countries. And wherever I ended up, I remember uh, I was in the care. I lived in Antigua for nine years in the Caribbean. And I helped build Cable and Wireless, the big British telecom. I helped them build the first cellular telephone company in the Caribbean in the 90s. And I was the group sales and marketing manager for the Caribbean for Cable and Wireless Mobile. And so it was a pretty lofty position. And we had a performance re review every year, like you do in these big companies. Sure. And they would send me down, David, you're a fantastic manager. You're a really good executive. You're fantastic with people. You're good in sales, but you got to learn how to focus. Mm. <laughs> so I went out and I bought the books on how to focus and I bought the books on management and I couldn't figure it out. I just could not do it. And I, so I thought it was a moral failing, really. And this was even before I ventured into my mindfulness and meditation thing that came years later. Um, but in, so I left the Caribbean. I came, ended up ultimately here in uh, just north of Miami. And I met this gorgeous blonde on North Miami Beach. And uh, we got married within six months. And within the first year of marriage, she saw what was going on. I was a yacht broker at the time in Fort Lauderdale. And she saw that I was having real problems trying to run my business because I was having problems focusing. So she introduced me to the psychiatrist in Palm Beach. who turned out to be a rock star. I mean, this guy is just amazing. He sat me down and within 10 minutes, he diagnosed me adult ADD and PTSD. And it took me gosh, another 10 years to figure out where I think the PTSD came from. But the adult ADD, he prescribed Ritalin. And my, the first time I took it, it was like somebody turned the lights on on my brain. It was like a miracle. It was just, this is what it's like. What ordinary normal people know to do automatically, this is what it's like to, for the first time in my adult life. And then a couple of years later, I started growing tolerant to Ritalin. And I panicked and I'm going, no, this is not going to happen because I finally found something that works and it's going to stop working. I don't think so. So I decided to do some research and I found out that Ritalin works as a dopamine reuptake enhancer in your brain. And so it, um, it, it inhibits dopamine receptors and dopamine transporters and it forces more dopamine into the extracellular space in your brain. And that seems to fix the problem. And Ritalin does that, Adderall does that. And I'm going, if that is the way it works, why is it not working? Maybe I don't have enough dopamine. How do I fix that? And I found out that L-tyrosine is a precursor to dopamine. And I went to the local GNC and I got some L-tyrosine. And I found out that acetylcholine too, which is a signaling neurotransmitter in your brain, was a problem with that. So I got some alpha-GPC and acetyl-L-carnitine, which is a cofactor in the synthesis of acetylcholine. And I put these together in a little, little what we call a nootropic stack. I still had never heard the word nootropic by that time. But I started using that, and all of a sudden, Ritalin started working again. And I'm going, oh, okay. I guess I was just low in dopamine and acetylcholine. So things were worked fine for a few years. And then, I don't know, about seven years ago or so, I got really, really, really sick. And um, 
I mean, my business was falling apart. I was broke. We were broke and my marriage was on the rocks and I just felt really sick, man. It was, I was falling asleep at four o'clock or two, like two o'clock in the afternoon, every afternoon. So it was chronic fatigue and I felt this vibrating internally, which is hard to describe in my body. And so one day my wife thought I was having a heart attack and she took me to the ER. And that, so they ran the test and found out it wasn't my heart. I was hypothyroid all of a sudden, severely hypothyroid. And so they put me on uh, Synthroid, which is um, synthetic T4. It still didn't work. I still get, it kept on getting sicker and sicker. And I found out about natural. I was so sick, Bruce, that I just felt like I wanted to die. Wow. And, uh, but I had this gorgeous girl that loved me and I had a couple of teenage stepkids that I inherited when we got married and they loved me and I figured okay no I'm gonna live I gotta figure out I gotta fix this no matter how sick I am I gotta figure out what to do here and I had lost my memory during this whole thing too which is one of the side effects of hypothyroidism I went to two different neurologists and they tested me for Alzheimer's and I got all 30 questions right in both tests. So that I knew it wasn't Alzheimer's or dementia, but I'd lost my memory. So again, I went back into my research and trying to figure, all right, how does memory work in the brain? How do you form memories? And I, there was nothing about this. There were no books on this. Uh, there were no websites on this. And I just ended up on PubMed and looking at reading thousands and thousands of clinical studies until I figured out what supplements to take. By that time, I had found natural desiccated thyroid. My brother was a doctor and he sent some down from, uh, from up north. I started using that, started feeling a little bit better. I found the right supplements to use and I started getting my memory back. And it took me about two and a half years. But I finally got everything back together again so that I was feeling really good and I started my business back up again. And within a couple of years after that, uh, Nootropics Expert was started. I, I started Nootropics Expert because by that time I knew what Nootropics were. I'd heard that word, um, the name, and but it was still really difficult to find information about the subject. So going, if I'm having that difficult a time trying to figure this stuff out, what is the ordinary person doing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why I started Nootropics Expert about five years ago now, and I just started writing. So where does the word nootropics come from? Uh, there was a, a guy named Dr. Cornelius Gergeu, and he is a, a Romanian, a psychologist and chemist. And Dr. Gergeu was working with Pavlov in St. Petersburg back in 1963, and he invented a thing called paracetam. And paracetam is technically the first nootropic. And he uh, developed, it's a cyclic derivative of GABA. And he developed that drug for, uh, solve, he wanted to solve motion sickness. I think it was right around early days in the Russian cosmonaut program. Turned out that paracetam did not help motion sickness, but it was a cognitive enhancer. It helped people's memory. And so they put it out as a prescription drug and it still is a prescription drug used in some countries. And since 1963, there's been a whole bunch of derivatives of paracetam that have been developed. We call them the racetams. Dr. Gregeo saw this going on and he goes, I got to name this class of drugs. 
And so we came up with the word nootropics, which um, it comes from the Greek. Nu um, is mind and trepain is to bend. So to bend the mind. And then he came up with a He wanted to define this class of substances. So there was no mistaking on what they were. And this is important because he wrote, and this is, um, we've got, um, this is documented, a true nootropic enhances memory and the ability to learn. It assists brain function under disruptive conditions such as oxygen, a lack of oxygen and an electroconvulsive shock. It protects the brain from chemical and physical toxins like barbiturates. It increases natural cognitive processes and it must be non-toxic to humans. That's the definition of a nootropic. Now, we have since taken license with that and we've broadened it a bit. So it kind of includes all cognitive enhancers now. And these cognitive enhancers are all, um, they're, you don't need a prescription to get them. They're all not, most of them are natural substances. Some of them are synthetic, uh, but you can buy them without a prescription at your local vitamin shop or Whole Foods, your a health food store. And um, they will help any kind of human cognition problem from anxiety to cognition, to ADHD, to PTSD, to OCD, to preventing Alzheimer's and dementia. And um, now the press has got it wrong and they still get it wrong. And I'm still ranting about this because they are referring to things like Adderall and Ritalin and Modafinil as nootropics. And in my mind, they're not because you need a prescription to get them. And if you need a prescription to get it, it's not a nootropic. A nootropic is something you don't need a prescription to get. It's perfectly safe so long as you understand the side effects because there are side effects and contraindications even with natural substances when it's used with certain drugs. Um, and so that class like Adderall and Ritalin and Modafinil, I consider smart drugs. And I don't write about those except and to put it into context with the other stuff that's going on in the nootropics world. So that's where the word nootropics came from. Well, let's talk about some of the misconceptions because I've talked to people who say, oh, well, those must be illegal drugs. Uh, these can't be legal in my country, that kind of thing. What are some of the most common misconceptions? that uh, you need a prescription to get it, that um, that they are, some of them are, well, some of them are technically illegal in certain countries, things like uh, the racetams, which started out as prescription drugs, um, and are still certain racetams are used to treat things like Alzheimer's in certain countries. Um, in the United States, they have not been classified by the FDA as a dietary supplement, so you can't sell them as a dietary supplement. So you can't get them on Amazon or the big shopping sites like that, but there's a couple of vendors that sell them, but they can't sell them as dietary supplements. They have to be sold as um, research compounds and not for human consumption. But, you know, we consider nootropics things like cacao and caffeine and CBD oil and... Um, ashwagandha and bacopa monnieri and zinc and vitamin D. These are all nootropics because they all influence the brain one way or another. Well, you do a lot of writing on your website about this. What are some of the things that, some of the articles that are the most downloaded that people just seem to be hungry to learn? 
People seem to be interested in specific substances. And there seems to be trends that uh, I'm getting a lot of traffic to the lion's mane page, for example, these days. Um, I'm getting a lot of traffic to my writing on uh, the best nootropics for anxiety, probably because of COVID-19. Mm -hmm. And I've seen the, uh, the clinical studies on this, how anxiety levels have shot sky high since this pandemic started. So there's a lot of traffic to that. Um, for ADHD and ADD, um, there's a lot of traffic to that. Black seed oil seems to be becoming um, popular these days. You know, and, and so it varies. It, I, and I don't know why this happens. Probably somebody wrote an article someplace that was published someplace and it was spread on social media that I wasn't aware of. And so people are curious, what is it? So let's talk specifically about lion's mane. What does that do f for you? Lion's mane mushroom is one of um, six mushrooms that we have found affect the human brain. And lion's mane specifically helps boost ner nerve growth factor. And why this is important, in your brain, the way you form a memory is every time you encode a new memory, you, in, you make a new network, a physical network in your brain. So you have to grow new neurons. And that, those net, so that network needs a protein called brain-derived nootropic factor, which is a nerve growth factor. And as we age, levels of brain-derived nootropic factor seem to drop. So it's important to boost brain-derived nootropic factor. And there's, I've identified 15 different supplements that do that, including lion's mane is one of them. Lion's mane is one of the most potent ones. There was a study done in Malaysia a few years ago where they took rats and they cut, this is kind of gross, the first part of this clinical study, because they cut the rat's gluteal nerve in their back legs. So they, they crippled the rats. The rats couldn't walk. Mm -hmm. And then they gave them lion's mane laced water for two weeks. And within two weeks, Bruce, they started walking again. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's how powerful some of this stuff they is. Can, can that help people who have had strokes? Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, there, there's specific, there's specific um, nootropics we found that helps um, prevent a stroke. And um, there's a couple of that they found works even after a stroke. Um, but yeah. And what would you say to somebody that came to you and they said, you know, I just want to be able to lift my uh, spirit i just want to feel better feel more upbeat feel more optimistic about life and feel more focused that way uh i'm glad that you focused on that because a lot of times when people come to nootropics expert they say i just want to fix my brain right <laughs> and you know as you got to be a little bit more specific what exactly are you talking about because there are I've divided it up into one, two, three, four, five different categories. And uh, boosting um, energy and motivation is one category. So it could, could fall under that category. Um, or it could fall under the category of processing, speed, decision-making, focus, flow, and thinking. Um, or learning and memory. Or anxiety and depression, which are two distinct different illnesses. Mm -hmm. uh, or brain repair and maintenance. So if, um, say you're just like dragging your feet and you want to, 
you need a little bit more energy to get things done. Um, if you, all you need is more energy, you learn that our most fundamental source of energy is adenosine triphosphate, which is synthesized in mitochondria. In mitochondria, you've got thousands of mitochondria in each brain cell. Now imagine that, we've got billions of brain cells and then each cell has got thousands of mitochondria. And inside that mitochondria, ATP is formed. So to increase your energy levels, the easiest thing, the best, most fundamental thing to do is to make sure your mitochondria are healthy and they can make ATP. And you do that with acetyl-L-carnitine, alpha-lipoic acid, CoQ10, and PQQ. Those four supplements working together make more ATP in mitochondria so you feel more energetic. And when you put those four supplements together within, say, 20 minutes or so, you get a nice, clean, smooth sort of energy boost. It's not like drinking a cup of coffee. It's just a nice, clean, um, little burst in energy. Well, David, I know that you started doing an awful lot of writing about nootropics, but you also have a store. So when did that come into being and, and what was your process to make that happen? When I was writing about these things, people were asking me, well, where do I buy them? What's the best ones to buy? And there is some companies that I develop an affiliate relationship with that I refer them to so that throughout Nootropics Expert, you'll find no matter what I've written about, if I've written about a specific um, nootropic or a specific supplement, I'll give a suggestion on try. It's included in this pre-formulated nootropic stack that's made by this company. I've verified it. I use it myself. I recommend this one. Or uh, if it's an individual supplement that people just want to use pure lion's mane, for example, and they don't want it included in a stack, I'll say this company I've found makes the best lion's mane. You might want to try that. I've also written a couple of books. Uh, I've got Head First, which is the first book on nootropics that's been published since 1992. Um, and that's been for sale now for the last couple of years, which is selling really well. It's almost 600, almost 500 pages. And it's basically a manual for your brain on how your brain works and how to fix it. And then there's a free download called Secrets of the Optimized Brain. All you have to do is enter your email address. Um, it's all over Nootropics Expert where you can just put in your email address and you'll get a free copy of that. That's about 92 pages. And it's actually valued at, you know, 20 or 30 bucks because it's really good information. And this book, Head First, tell us a little bit more about the, the process of uh, putting that book together and how long it took and what kind of mindfulness it required to write this book. It took me a year to write that book. And I just plugged away at it every day. I had to set aside some time and um, I was just writing and um, it, it, a, a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it was hard work and um, I want to put out the second edition now, but people have been asking for a hard copy and I haven't quite figured out how to do that yet. Um, I'm a little reluctant to go the, um, the Amazon route and just publish it through there. I'd like to get out um, because of the importance of this subject and the level of interest now, I think that this book would do really well. So I'm trying to get either an agent to work with or just a publishing company that's interested in putting out the second edition which will be a beefed up and updated version of this, um, the first one that 
went went up for sale a couple of years ago. Do you feel, David, like this whole field of nootropics is just kind of on the verge of exploding? It's starting to get real traction now. Um, it when I started with it, um, when I started nootropics expert five years ago, there was still nobody knew about it really except for some real hardcore nootropics users biohackers you know mm -hmm. uh and but now people are seeing this word in the media they're reading it in magazines they're reading it on websites and uh they're coming to nootropics expert looking for um and i've in the last couple of years i just it's really starting to get traction now and i'm trying to steer this conversation so that people know the difference between smart drugs and nootropics but yeah, it's definitely getting a lot of traction now. It's because they're so helpful. Right. They can help so many people. So what kind of nootropics do you personally take at this time? Well, I, I'm still using the original stack that I put together 12 years ago for ADD. Mm -hmm. So I use uh, L-tyrosine to boost dopamine. And I use acetyl-L-carnitine and alpha-GPC to boost uh, uh, acetylcholine in my brain. Um, let me see. I also use a really high-quality multivitamin because we've got 13 vitamins and 13 minerals that are absolutely critical to brain function. So I know that I'd need to use a really high-quality, and I can't get this from food. Nobody can get it from food these days. Um, I use a B-complex because the B-complex vitamins uh, we could spend an hour or two talking about the B-complex vitamins because they're so important because they're cofactors in the synthesis of all the major neurotransmitters in your brain. One of them is needed, absolutely required to make red blood cells. A couple of them are needed to make myelin, which is the protective coating around axons in your brain and around your muscles, um, the, the, um, the nerves um, going through your body. Um, they are involved in gene expression. They're involved in the synthesis of RNA and DNA. Um, so the B-complex vitamins are so, so important, and a lot of people are deficient in them. So I use that. Um, a couple of years ago, um, my naturopath told me that I was insulin resistant. And rather than using metformin, which is a prescription drug, I started using berberine, which clinical studies shows works exactly the same. Um, and that's when keeping that under control. Um, I put together a stack for sleep, which includes CBD oil, uh, L-theanine, L-tryptophan, which boosts serotonin and melatonin, um, GABA, and I think that's it, and magnesium. Well, let's talk specifically about CBD oil. There's so much being said, so much being written about CBD oil. What are the advantages? What are the disadvantages? What what should we do when it comes to CBD oil? Do we all need to be on it? Well, kind of. <laughs> because the thing is, is that there is a thing called... Um, Part of your system only responds to cannabinoids. And research has found that they specifically respond to cannabinoids. And the CBD part of it for in specifically are, are very important because you can't get high from using them. But we found that 
um, CBD is shown in the lab and through practical user experience to help um, it, uh, it's anti-anxiety and it's antidepressant um, and it helps reduce anxiety within those with social anxiety disorder. And it even works as an antidepressant because it enhances serotonin and glutamate signaling in your brain. Um, it's gotten a lot of press in the last couple of years because it helps um, in, with seizures, seizure disorders like epilepsy. It's one of the only things that works. Mm -hmm. And some of those antipsychotic effects are related to its effect on increasing levels of anandamide, which anandamide is um, the bliss molecule, which is an important neurotransmitter that not a lot of people talk about. And it acts on CBD, it's CB2 receptors. There's actually receptors in your brain that specifically only respond to CBD that produce an anti-inflammatory response to brain in brain immune cells. So it, um, it and this, this is so important because the oxidation that happens in your brain, especially as you get older, ends up in disease